most respected ulama ikram elders and brothers from the 30 paras of the quran sharif we will find that in 28 paras there is some mention or the other of musa alayhi salatu wasalam and the nation to which he was sent to and that is the banu israel there are very very great similarities between this ummah the muslim ummah and the banu israel and that is why we will find they have been mentioned so excessively in the quran sharif when faced with different types of difficulties, plight, oppression, injustice and tyranny from the side of Fir'aun, where the sons of the Banu Israel were being murdered and slaughtered, and the daughters were being captured and enslaved, and in the, the entire nation of the Banu Israel, they were subjected to very, very difficult and harsh conditions, where they were deprived of wealth, they were deprived of property and possession, and they were deprived of their greatest right and that is their freedom also. Then we find that when Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala had sent Musa salatu wasalam to this nation, the Banu Israel, Allah ta'ala hadn't commanded them to now take up arms against Fir'aun or to form a military base or to go out in war and, and go in, in battle against the Fir'aun and his men to organize strikes and arrange marches etc. This was not what Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala had commanded them. But the clear instruction that has been mentioned in the Quran Sharif, Allah ta'ala mentions, You are going through so much of difficulties, so much of tyranny, etc. There is only one way out. And that is to turn the focus of your gaze away from this world, away from the glitter and the glamour of the world. Bring some type of mahol, bring some type of environment in your lives, some direction in your life. Turn it from the influence of the other nations and bring it upon the, upon the advice or upon what Nabi Musa is teaching you. That way of life. If we have to look at the timeline of the Banu Israel very, very closely, then we will realize and we will understand that as long as they had adhered and they had stuck to the teachings and the ta'aleem of Hazrat Musa the teachings of the Torah and the teachings of all the other Anbiya that came to them, then what, what Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala didn't give them and didn't do for them also. They became conquerors and they became victors of the different lands. And what Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala didn't do in favor of them. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala at one stage had stopped time for the Banu Israel. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala had held the sun from, from setting just because of them in, in their favor. And once they had conquered that certain land, then he had resumed time. They used to get food from Jannat also. And what, what ni'mat Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala didn't favor them with. This was when they had adhered to the ta'aleem and the teachings of Musa wasalam, the teachings of the Torah and the teachings of all the other wasalam. But again, we find that when they disregarded Musa wasalam, they disregarded the teachings of Musa wasalam, the teachings of the Torah, and they just took it and left it one side. They got influenced by the other nations. The Quran Sharif mentions, There was a very powerful nation that used to worship a god by the name of Baal. A huge golden statue. All the sacrifices they used to make for that god and they used to worship it. The Banu Israel got in, involved in that. And then they got involved in the worshipping of the calf also. And the different atrocities that they were involved in. We will find that when they steered or when they veered off 
the talim of the pathway of what Musa had advised them. We hear about the Ten Commandments amongst the other commands given to us at Musa When they disregarded him, they disregarded the teachings of the Torah and they disregarded the entire way of life of Musa They began to look at other nations. They got influence with other nations around them. Then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala had subjected them to such harsh and difficult conditions. Whether it was under the rulership of Firaun and his people, or whether it was Bukhte Nasr, or King Herod as we hear in, in history, and the different rulers that had come and had ruled over them with tyranny, with oppression, injustice. In the hadith, Nabi has mentioned that we, the Muslim Ummah, we will follow the Banu Israel and Nabi had used the term One is you following a person, he is driving ahead of you, you are driving behind him and you are following over all the potholes, speed humps, through the red robot, etc. Or we are walking behind someone, following them to some destination. And one is you take your foot and you place it in the exact same spot as that person had placed his foot. This is what is meant by Hadwan Na'li bin Na'al. That you will follow the Banu Israel footprint for footprint. This is how closely Nabi Ali has resembled us with the nation of Musa The Quran Sharif was revealed some several thousand years after the existence of Musa and the Banu Israel. And yet we find so much of mention of them in the Quran Sharif as a lesson for us. That what conditions had come upon the Banu Israel? Very, very similar conditions will come upon this Ummah also, the Muslim Ummah. And the solution that came to them also at that time, they were looking at power, they were looking at forming a military base and what, what they were looking at. And what solution came to them? The same solution will hold true for you to shun the way of life of the West to shun the way of life of the enemies of Islam and to come back upon the sunnah tariqah of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa Today, what is not happening to the Muslim ummah across the world? We hear of something will happen to the Muslims in one country and the very next day we are hearing something in another country in another part of the world. And definitely, these are things that will affect us. In whichever way it will affect us, but we will be saddened, we will be grieved when we hear of what is happening to the Ummah across the world. And this is, Nabi Ali had mentioned, Al-Muslimoon ka rajulin wahid. That the entire Muslim Ummah, wherever we are, scattered throughout the entire world, whichever country, whichever area, whichever city it is, but we are connected. We are all like one person, we are like one body. If the eye is paining, if the head is paining, then the entire body will feel the pain. This is the example of the Muslim Ummah. Nabi Ali has mentioned, any person with even an iota of Iman, when we hear of what is happening to the Mu'mineen across the world, on just on one basis, just on one, just because of one reason that they have Iman, then definitely it will affect us in some way. It will make us sad, it will make us grieved. But the solution to all problems, as stressed in the hadith, is to come back upon the sunnah way of life of Rasulullah And history will bear testimony to this fact also. 
that as long as the Muslim Ummah had clung to the Sunnah Tariqah of Rasulullah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, Allah Subhanahu Wa Ta'ala had opened the world at the feet of the Muslim Ummah. The Muslims were, had conquered and they were in rulership of three, three quarter or two thirds of the entire world was under Muslim rulership. But no sooner had we begun to look at other nations and we got influenced with all the other, the, the other way of life. And we want to introduce that way of life into our culture and that culture into our, how, how we dress, how we carry on in life. And we want to look like that, we want to look like them, we want to dress like them. And everything is in accordance to how they have dictated the enemies of Islam. Then together with the sunnah, together with the commands of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, we find our izzat, our dignity, our honor and our glory also went. Our honor and our glory lies in following the sunnah tariqah of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. When the Muslims, when the Sahaba radiallahu anhum, in the time of Hazrat Umar ibn Khattab radiallahu anhu, when they had entered into the lands of Sham, and at that time it was a stage in the Sahaba radiallahu anhum where they were just walking over different armies that they were faced with. They were just conquering land after land after land. And now they had entered into the lands of Sham. And at that time, Sham, Syria, it wasn't like how we know it today, just the Syrian regime. It was a combination of the different countries, today's countries, all it was under one, it was considered as one land. Amman, Jordan, Palestine, uh, Syria, right up to Armenia, parts of Turkey, parts of Iraq, it all fell under, under the land of Sham, part of Egypt also. And they had entered into that land and it was governed by a person who had the title of Hirakal. We know him as Hercules. If you have to look up the history of this person, Hirakal, what an iron fist he ruled with. And what, what a mighty person, what a mighty general he was in his time. A mighty ruler that the kings and the rulers under him also, they used to fear him. But when Sahaba radiallahu anhum entered into his land, then every army that he is sending against them, they are just walking over. It was just walking victories over them. So once again, when the armies came, came back to the court of the palace, defeated, then he calls them and he calls everyone around, all the generals and the soldiers. And he addresses them and he mentions to them that these people that I am sending you all again and again to go and fight, you're coming back defeated. Are they human beings or are they a different cre creation altogether? So they mentioned that no, they are definitely human beings. Do they outnumber you or you outnumber them? In the armies that you are sending, it was 240 soldiers against 40,000 Sahaba radiallahu anhum. Can we weigh the odds against Sahaba against the, just think the odds against Sahaba radiallahu anhum. What they were faced with and how they got out of it. There is something, there is some divine assistance. He mentions to them, it baffles me that 240,000 at one stage you were sending against 40,000 and you are still coming back defeated. None of them could answer. None of them had an answer. What answer can they give him? There was an old general, elderly general right at the back of the crowd. And he stands up and he mentions that there is a reason. What is the reason? He mentions quite a few reasons. And he explains how the Sahaba radiallahu anhum live their lives. How they spend their nights, how they spend their days. They spend it crying in front of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. In the daytime, how they sleep, how they eat, 
their humility that they have, their akhlaq and their sincerity with, with each other, their personality, how they treat one another, foregoing one, one, one's comfort for the next of the other, for the, for the sake of the other. And what he explained the entire way of life of Sahaba radiallahu anhu, the simplicity, the soft-heartedness, the nature that they have. And Hiraqal looks at him. He was a Christian. He was a person who was well-versed in his scriptures. He looks at this person and he mentions that this person is speaking to the truth. It is because of this way of life, the way of life that was shown to them by their Rasul, their leader, Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam, that today they are moving under the divine assistance of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. They are moving with the divine protection of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. No sword can touch them because they got the help of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. But this was on account of the way of life that they led. The sunnah tariqah of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam. Sahaba radiallahu anhum, they lived sunnah, they loved sunnah. They practiced sunnah, they promoted sunnah, and they were proud of sunnah. Unfortunately, my respected elders and brothers, today we have that inferiority complex. We go out to some public area and we are embarrassed or we feel that what will people think if I'm going to spread my musalla and perform my salah? If I'm going to make jamaat salah, what this person will say and how they will ridicule? Sahaba radiallahu anhum, they never cared about what the next person will think. They never cared about who will laugh at them or being rude to whichever person it is. What mattered is the sunnah of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam. That's all, nothing else. In the sixth year hijrah when Nabi alayhi salatu wasalam had had that vision or had a dream that he was making tawaf of the Kaaba Sharif. Then he had explained to the Sahaba radiallahu anhum and they made intention to now travel from Makkah Sharif, from Medina Sharif to go to Makkah Sharif to perform Umrah. And Sahaba radiallahu anhum, they were so happy, they were so elated. You ask a person that goes for Umrah and when we're there, then that last few moments with the Kaaba Sharif, we know this is the now, I'm going to go to the hotel, pack up and I'm going to the airport, flight back to Durban or to South Africa. How valuable we won't treat those few moments. And the beauty of the Kaaba Sharif, that magnetic draw that it has, that the more a person goes, the more we visit the, 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 the city of Makkah Sharif, the more pull, the more magnetic force the Kaaba Sharif has on our hearts. Sahaba radiallahu anhum, they grew up in front of the Kaaba Sharif. Their entire lives had revolved around the Kaaba Sharif. When they had to leave Makkah Sharif, they had to literally tear their hearts away from the Kaaba Sharif and go all the way to Medina Sharif. When they heard that we are going back for an Umrah, can we imagine how happy they must have been? How elated their hearts must have been? They travel all the way from Medina Sharif, come to Makkah Sharif. At the outskirts of Makkah Sharif, they were barred from entry. So Nabi Ali Salatu Wasalam had held some counsel of Mashura. He made Mashura with the Sahaba radiallahu anhum that we need to send someone in who will explain to the people of Makkah that we are not here to shed blood. We are not here to go into battle or war, etc. This is not our intention. We are only here to make tawaf of the Kaaba Sharif, to fulfill the rights to the, our Umrah, and we will go back very, very peacefully to Medina Munawwara. So the first person Nabi Ali Salatu Wasalam had chosen, he had selected was Umar ibn Khattab radiallahu anhu. And he mentions that, oh Umar, you have the qualities of an ambassador. You have those qualities, you go and you speak on behalf of the Muslims. Umar mentions that, oh if this is what you decide and you command, then our lives are there for you. 
we are prepared to do anything that you command. But my suggestion is you send someone the likes of Usman ibn Affan radiallahu anhu. Because if I go, I'm a person that is hated by the people of Makkah Sharif. I don't even have family, I don't have relatives there. But Usman bin Affan radiallahu anhu is loved by every person, Muslim and non-Muslim. He has a very, very lofty status amongst everyone. He is well loved by the people of Makkah Sharif. And if you have to look because of his kind-heartedness, because of his personality, because of how he carried himself out, Usman radiallahu anhu, he was loved by all. So Umar radiallahu mentions that my suggestion is you send Usman radiallahu anhu. Nabi alayhi salam accepted it. And he sent Usman radiallahu anhu in. When Usman radiallahu anhu entered into Makkah Sharif, then his cousin Abban bin Sa'id came. And under his protection, Usman radiallahu anhu walked to, through, through, through the streets of Makkah Sharif. At that time, obviously, a person had to now offer protection. And Usman radiallahu anhu, he had many, many relatives in Makkah Sharif. And besides that, the entire city of Makkah, they all loved him. Nevertheless, as they were now on their way to the chiefs of Makkah Sharif, to now present to them the request of the Umrah, then Abban turned to his cousin Usman and he mentions that, Oh Usman, it will be better for you if you lower your garments below your ankles. Because the entire city of Makkah Sharif, this is the way we dress. And in this there is sharaf, there is honor also. We treat it as honorable for a person to keep his garments below his ankles. There is a greater uh, percentage or greater uh, opportunity or chance of your request being accepted. If you weigh it in this manner, if you just lower your garments below your ankles. Because if you are going to weigh it like how you are wearing it now, you are the only person in Makkah Sharif that is wearing it. Besides the slaves and besides those who are downcast, everyone else wears it below the ankles. They might ridicule you, they might mock at you, they might laugh at you. So there's a better chance of you getting your request accepted by lowering it. Hazrat Usman turns to his cousin Abban and he mentions to him, Oh my cousin, you are asking me to do something that is against the sunnah tariqah of my Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa you are asking me to do something against which my Nabi Ali Salatu Wasalam has taught us. Nabi Ali Salatu Wasalam has stressed on this, on this point of keeping our garments, garments above our ankles. The entire city of Makkah Sharif can laugh at me. They can ridicule me, they can mock at me. But I will never ever go against even one single sunnah of my Rasulullah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. The request that I'm going to put to the chiefs and the leaders of Makkah Sharif, that is not important. If it's accepted, it doesn't get accepted, that is not in my control. That is not of my concern. My concern is that I will never compromise on the Sunnah Tariqah of Rasulullah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. My respected elders and brothers, had we been in that condition or in that situation, we would have said, no, we need to compromise here, we need to compromise there. Look at the broader picture. We win, we lose the, uh, the battle, we win the war. We will get our request accepted, etc, etc. But Sahaba radiallahu anhum, when it came to the sunnah of Nabi alayhi salatu wasalam, there was no compromise. And that is why, when they showed the world that we are the ummah of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala had showed the world that the Sahaba radiallahu anhum are my chosen servants. 
Allah had opened the way for them. Allah opened the entire world for them. They had got their dunya and they got their akhirah. This is what we have to understand and this is that solution that had come. Those many four, five thousand Musari Salatul, every, every Nabi had come. They had all stressed on this point. Do not get influenced by the other nation. Come back upon what the Nabi Salam, what your Nabi is informing, what, what he is advising us. We make dua to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Allah Ta'ala make us true ummatis of Nabi Salam. Allah Ta'ala grant us the ability and the tawfiq of implementing as many, many sunnahs of Nabi Salam in our lives. الحمد لله الأكرم الذي خلق الإنسان وكرم وعلمه من البيان ما لم يعلم فسبحان الذي لا يحسن تنانه باللسان ولا بالقلم ونشهد أن لا إله إلا الله وحده لا شريك له ونشهد أن سيدنا ومولانا محمدا عبده ورسوله الذي أوتي جوامع الكلم وكرائم الحكم صلى الله تعالى عليه وعلى آله وأصحابه نجوم طريق الأمم أما بعد فقد قال النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم بلغوا عني ولو آية وقد قال النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم من سلك طريقا يلتمس فيه علما سهل الله له به طريقا إلى الجنة وقد قال النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم تعلموا الفرائض والقرآن وعلموا الناس فإني مقبول أعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم أمن هو قانت آناء الليل ساجدا وقائما يحذر الآخرة ويرجو رحمة ربه قل هل يستوي الذين يعلمون والذين لا يعلمون إنما يتذكرون الألباب بارك الله لنا ولكم في القرآن العظيم ونفعنا وإياكم من الآيات والذكر الحكيم إنه تعالى جواد كريم ملك بر الرؤوف الرحيم الحمد لله الحمد لله نحمده ونستعينه ونستغفره ونؤمن به ونتوكل عليه ونعوذ بالله من شرور أنفسنا ومن سيئات عمالنا من يهده الله فلا مضل له 
ومن يدلل فلا هادي له ونشهد أن لا إله إلا الله وحده لا شريك له ونشهد أن سيدنا ومولانا محمدا عبده ورسوله قال الله تبارك وتعالى إن الله وملائكته يصلون على النبي يا أيها الذين آمنوا صلوا عليه وسلموا تسليما اللهم صل على سيدنا محمد عبدك ورسولك وصل على المؤمنين والمؤمنات والمسلمين والمسلمات وبارك على سيدنا محمد وأزواجه وذريته قال النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم أرحم أمتي بأمتي أبو بكر رضي الله تعالى عنه وأشدهم في أمر الله عمر رضي الله تعالى عنه وأصدقهم حيان عثمان رضي الله تعالى عنه وأقضاهم علي رضي الله تعالى عنه وفاطمة سيدة نساء أهد الجنة رضي الله تعالى عنها والحسن والحسين سيدا شباب أهد الجنة رضي الله تعالى عنهما وحمزة أسد الله وأسد رسوله رضي الله تعالى عنه اللهم اغفر للعباس وولدي مغفرة ظاهرة وباطنة لا تغادر ذنبا الله الله في أصحابي لا تتخذوهم غرضا من بعدي فمن أحبهم فبحبي أحبهم ومن أبغضهم فببغضي أبغضهم وخير القرون قرني ثم الذين يلونهم ثم الذين يلونهم اللهم انصر من نصر دين سيدنا محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم وجعلنا منهم وهدي من خذل دين سيدنا محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم عباد الله رحمكم الله إن الله يأمر بالعدل والإحسان وإيتاء ذي القربى وينهى عن الفحشاء والمنكر والبغي عذكم لعلكم تذكرون قال تعالى فاذكروني أذكركم واشكروا لي ولا تكفرون أقيم الصلاة الله أكبر الله أكبر الله أكبر الله أكبر أشهد أن لا إله إلا الله أشهد أن لا إله إلا الله أشهد أن محمد رسول الله أشهد أن محمد رسول الله حي على الصلاة حي على الصلاة حي على الفلاة حي على الفلاة قد قامت الصلاة قد قامت الصلاة الله أكبر الله أكبر لا إله إلا الله الله أكبر الحمد لله رب العالمين الرحمن الرحيم مالك يوم الدين إياك نعبد وإياك نستعين اهدنا الصراط المستقيم صراط الذين أنعمت عليهم غير المغضوب عليهم ولا الضالين إنا كل شيء خلقناه بقدر وما أمرنا إلا واحدة كلمح بالبصر ولقد أهلكنا أشياعكم فهل من مدكر وكل شيء فعلوه في الزبر وكل صغير وكبير مستطر إن المتقين في جنات ونهر في مقعد صدق عند مليك مقتدر الله أكبر سمع الله لمن حمده الله أكبر الله أكبر الله أكبر الله أكبر 
الحمد لله رب العالمين الرحمن الرحيم مالك يوم الدين إياك نعبد وإياك نستعين اهدنا الصراط المستقيم صراط الذين أنعمت عليهم غير المغضوب عليهم ولا الضالين وأما إن كان من أصحاب اليمين فسلام لك من أصحاب اليمين وأما إن كان من المكذبين الضالين فنزل من حميم وتصلية جحيم إن هذا لهو حق قل يقين فسبح باسم ربك العظيم الله أكبر سمع الله لمن حمده الله أكبر الله أكبر الله أكبر الله أكبر السلام عليكم ورحمة الله السلام عليكم ورحمة الله بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم الحمد لله رب العالمين والصلاة والسلام على سيد المرسلين صلى الله تعالى عليه وعلى آله وأصحابه أجمعين اللهم ربنا لك الحمد كله ولك الشكر كله بيدك الخير كله وإليك يرجع الأمر كله لا نحصي ثناء عليك أنت كما أثنيت على نفسك اللهم ربنا إنك أنت الله لا إله إلا أنت أنت الأحد الصمد القادر المقتدر اللهم أنت ربنا أنت مالكنا أنت مولانا أنت كل شيء لنا يا رب العالمين اللهم ربنا إنك بكل شيء عليم إنك عليم خبير إنك عليم بذات الصدور إنك تعلم خائنة العين وما تخفي الصدور إنك على كل شيء قدير إنك فعال لما يريد يا رب صل وسلم دائما أبدا على حبيبك خير الخلق كلهم جزا الله عنا سيدنا محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم بما وأهله اللهم صل على سيدنا محمد وعلى آل سيدنا محمد وأصحابه وبارك وسلم اللهم عز نبينا محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم اللهم عز كل شيء منتسب ومتسن إلى نبينا محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم في كل مكان في كل زمان يا رب العالمين اللهم عز الإسلام والمسلمين اللهم عز أمة محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم اللهم اغفر لأمة محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم اللهم تجاوز عن سيئات أمة محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم اللهم ارحم أمة سيدنا محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم اللهم أصلح شان أمة محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم اللهم اهد أمة سيدنا محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم اللهم اشرح صدور أمة محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم بالإسلام ونور قلوب أمة محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم بالإيمان اللهم اهدنا واهد بنا وجعلنا سببا لمن اهتدى اللهم اهد الناس جميعا يا رب العالمين اللهم ربنا آتنا في الدنيا حسنة وفي الآخرة حسنة وقنا عذاب النار ربنا فاغفر لنا ذنوبنا وإسرافنا في أمرنا وثبت أقدامنا وانصرنا على القوم الكافرين إن الله وملائكته يصلون على النبي يا أيها الذين آمنوا صلوا عليه وسلموا تسليما اللهم صل على سيدنا محمد وعلى آل سيدنا محمد وأصحابه وبارك وسلم برحمتك يا رحم الراحمين والحمد لله